Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Making Me Proud. And I'm here, your host, Sexy. Wow, a magical M. For another day in paradise. Wow, crazy, totally, yeah. Okay, so in today's episode, I had a few things I wanted to talk with about. I had a lot of things that I wanted to start off this conversation with. I was thinking a lot, a lot on my car ride to work today. And I, I listened to a podcast yesterday about, what is this? Is someone's car honking? Does, don't they know that I'm podcasting? Like, how dare you? The fuck with this car alarm? I mean, if you hear it anyway, that's, oh well. Sorry, but uh-huh, uh-huh. I said I wasn't going to apologize. Why do I do this? I'm like, honestly, I'm trying to give, find myself some punishment for any time I apologize on my podcast, I should do something. Because, like, do something as, like, a... It's like everybody decided to turn on their sounds today. What the hell? Like, now there are sprinklers, too. What? It's 8 p.m. Oh, wait, no, it's 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, I guess. So, perhaps this is the time they decided is the time to sprinkle, to water the grass in the winter. Okay, cool. Anyway, I don't know if you can hear it on the podcast or if I'm just being too extra with the sound. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, regardless, we move on. So one of the first things I want to talk about today, because I actually have a post-it note this time around. So I actually did bring my own sort of notes, like of stuff that I ran across through the day and that I've been kind of recurring themes in my life in the last few days since I recorded the last podcast. So this podcast episode is being recorded on what is today's day. Ah, shit. Um, uh, it is 12-5. So December 5th of 2023. And firstly, when this day started, I was listening to this podcast episode of The Psychology of Your 20s, which as, you know, if you have made it to episode four of this podcast, you have probably heard me reference it at least once before. But the episode was called Confidence in Your 20s. And there's something that I noticed, I mean, I'm, as I'm always going to now, as the recurring theme, aka episode four, I go on many tangents. So if you're looking for like a clear-cut show, um, this is not necessarily, as of now, the show for you. But, wait. Actually, did I even say what the show was about? Actually, I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, wait a second. I don't think I even like introduced what my show, my podcast is about for any new listeners. So if you're new here, um, this podcast is a podcast that's a spoken diary of my life currently. I'm still anonymous at this moment, but I just always have this nagging feeling about like the more I achieve, like I'm just, I don't spend a lot of time really being proud of my accomplishments or really being proud of how far I come, I've come. I spend a lot of time in anxiety and in like a state, or at least I used to, and I'm hoping to be better, which is another reason why I made this podcast, is just to generally get myself to a point where I'm reflecting on who I used to be and all the things I wanted from 10 years worth of journal entries to who I am now and in each episode, I, I look back at an entry from 
over a year ago. So between 10 years to a year ago. And I kind of tie it into what I want to talk about for the day. And ultimately, if the stars align, the end question is, am I making myself proud in the, am I making like that version of me proud, that version of myself that wrote that post a year ago, or I said post, but journal, like literally written diary that wrote that, that wrote in my diary, dear diary, 10 years ago. Am I making 10 years ago me proud because of, you know, all of the things she was going through at the time, I guess, when I was 14, I was going through some angst. And so <laughs> I'm like, am I where I thought I was going to be is basically the question. And so thank you for joining me. I always have to remember that that is something I need to do now on each episode because I, I do, you know, if you end up finding episode four as like your starting point, I obviously don't want you to be like, wait, why is this bitch just going into some tangent about confident, having confidence in your 20s instead of telling me who she is and why I should be listening to her podcast. <laughs> Crazy. But anyway, back to confidence in your 20s then. So I was listening to the podcast this morning and it was an episode on have, how to have confidence in your 20s and how to just be a more confident person and how confidence is very sexy. It's honestly like the fake it till you make it drug of choice for me as well, because I'm like, I feel like even at my job, I am, I have this aura of extreme confidence. And I feel, I feel like a lot of it was, a lot of it I came up with in a time when I was honestly not confident in the time when I was pretty fucking miserable at my job. And <laughs> wow as I think about as I think about who I was like that wasn't even that long ago honestly that was like a few years ago when was that that was 2021 actually so I was definitely going through a lot of hard times in that position in my first position at my first job I had a team of people who did not like me and who thought that I was like the worst thing that ever happened to them or at least maybe Maybe they didn't think I was the worst thing that ever happened to them, but they at least made me feel like I was the worst thing that ever happened to them. And it was just like a super, super toxic work environment. And we were understaffed and it was just me. Like I was the only woman there and I was like the youngest person there and everybody, everything, all the stars just did not align in my favor in that phase of my life. And it was also right during COVID and working in supply chain, hashtag being an uh, essential worker. It was just all types of shit show for me quite honestly in my like first few years of just it was just I was so stressed and so frustrated with life and I was just in this super dark place of like I just hate my life and you know there's I, I like started like slowly becoming a shell of myself and actually as I think about it um I wanted to look into the journal entry for today because I didn't even plan on necessarily going too much into confidence having confidence and and um faking it till you make it. But as I actually think about it, I'm going to pause a bit and then I will I will continue with this. I need to find the exact journal entry that I, one of the entries that I went through in my last few last few moments of like truly being really angry when I got to the point of like peak frustration that I was like this is not going to work for me. Like this cannot be my life and I need to do something about it and before I went into therapy and started trying to develop a more positive mindset. Okay, I'm back because I had to 
take like i mean you probably didn't even notice the break so the fact that i've called out this break is now like oh wow is uh i hope it worked out <laughs> audio quality wise scare scare anyway so the the entry that i want to read out was from october 21st 2021 so that was two years ago um in this entry into my blog in general in 2021 i did not write a lot i said blog why am i always doing this into my journal i i didn't write a lot that year 2021 was such a hard year it was still COVID. Everything was just pretty terrible. It was just not a good year, is what I have to say. And I only had like four pages of the entire 2021 written down because there was, I didn't, there was nothing, there was not a lot of positive going on in my life at the time. Okay. So the entry is, you are not a trash human. You being me, of course. Anyone that makes you feel this way should be fucked up. <laughs> think what you would, think what would what would your younger self do? And then do that. No more work personality. Just be your regular self and fuck shit up. And if you get fired, you get fired. Or you just fucking quit that shit. Stop letting it affect you so fucking much. Don't do too much over time. Don't give a fuck about people that are making you feel miserable. And the company does not give a fuck about you. That was what I wrote in 2021. And most of it is still accurate in like, in the sense of like, I mean, my company, like to some degree, they're, it's a good company to work for. I'm not obviously going to talk about where I work, but it's a good company to work for. The benefits are great. The pay is good. Like the opportunities to increase, you know, and grow are great. So for sure, it's a good company to work for. That first role I had though, it was not the role for me. It, it took me into places that I did not want to go mentally and it really made me not a happy person. And it was really after I wrote, not necessarily that journal entry, but maybe a few after, that I got to this stage where I was like, I need to do something about this. Like, I remember talking to my old roommate at the time, who was still my homie, hashtag bestie, hashtag the one who went to my, went on my date, went with, with, went with me on my date to, to San Francisco. Um, yeah, she's the same person. So... I remember like venting to her once and being just like, I think we were going to go watch a movie and like on the drive there, I, I just spent the whole time being so miserable about my job. And I remember like the look on her face. I don't even think she remembers this, but I remember like the look on her face that just, I think that was the moment where I was like, I need to go do something about my life. Like I can't be this person who just complains all the time. Like she looked at me with this look of like, why don't you just do something about it if it's making you so miserable? I don't even know if the bitch was thinking that or maybe she was just hungry and her face was looking some type of way. But when I looked at her face, I really just felt that was what I felt in the moment was like, I should just go do something. Like, I can't just sit here and complain so much about my life and complain about why I can't like why my job is so terrible and all of that. And I'm like, I, I think we all spend a lot of time in this mindset or not, not everybody, but I know a lot of people that spend this level of time being like, oh, my job is so miserable. Then you should go look for a new job. Like this, all the energy you're putting into being miserable, use it to go look for a new job. I'm not even saying this to you from like a preachy on highway. I'm saying this to you from like a person who did that thing. Like I, this, like at some point last year, I was like at my wits end with the role that I was at. And I was like, this role is not making me happy. I need to move to another role. 
And I told my boss and I told HR and I told everybody that I like could possibly tell that, hey, I'm looking for a change. And this is, you know, I want to go pursue something else like within the company. And initially they were like, oh, no, like we see you being in this role for another year. And I said, what? Not me, not me being in this role for another year, suffering all the suffering that I've suffered for two years already. And I remember when my boss told me that, because that's another entry in the journal where I was like, I cried so hard. Like I cried, I went to the bathroom and I cried so much because I was like, how can I do this for another year? Like this two years has taken everything from me emotionally to do. Not everything, obviously that's slightly dramatic, but like everything emotionally, like I was drained and I was like, this is, this cannot be life. Like this cannot be adulthood where I'm just miserable all the time for fun. Like in my free time, like this is not what I wanted for my life. And so at that point I started looking into other jobs because I was like, honestly, just the like mindset of knowing that you can look into other jobs of like being like, I'm so miserable here. And I've, and I like, I like this company and I like the opportunities, but this is making me miserable and my boss is obviously or like my boss and is not necessarily willing to help me move up to something else that makes me happier. So I'm just going to go figure out my life and go look into other opportunities that will give me what I want in terms of peace of mind. Or even if I don't get all of what I want, we're compromising and adjusting. Hashtag Sima Auntie, hashtag Indian matchmaking. So we're like, we're going to go find something that will give you like maybe 50% or 60% of, of the change that I'm looking for. So with that, I started becoming a lot more confident at work. Like a lot more confident. Like no one was, everybody was, I don't think anybody was necessarily confused, but everybody was more like, I don't understand where that confidence came from is the vibes that I was getting when I started just being myself. Like I was not pretending to be like this corporate robot person who is always like, you know, any, anytime somebody says, oh, hey, I need you to do this thing. Then I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Even if I really don't want to do the thing and it's not in my job description and it's, you know, not going to help me in any way. It's just going to help, you know, whoever is asking me to do it. I was like, I just started saying no. I was like, I'm not interested. Like it literally is going to be, I have too much on my plate and this is not going to benefit me or my team. So I'm just not going to do it. And that's literally the level of confidence I was getting to with some things. Cause there were some very, like there were a lot of side tasks that people would just come and ask me because I mean, people like, okay, so there was like a time I'll give an example. So there was a time um, where I was asked to work on a video project for work. And anyone who knows me in real life, knows that I do a lot of video editing and that I, I'm actually trying to use my MBA to go into the film industry, which is a long story that actually I might go into this episode because I have some very good news that I wanted to start with, but then I started off on this tangent. So I will, you know, run, run with it through the end. And so, um, so yeah, so they, I was asked to work on a video project at work. And because, because people, some people at work, like we're aware of my, you know, film background or that I studied film partially in college in addition to engineering. And I was like, no, straight up. <laughs> I just said, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to be the office video bitch. I just, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to be the person who like is making all the videos for work and is super like, this is not in my job description. You're not going to pay me for my videos. 
this is literally something that I do as a legitimate side hustle. So I'm so confused about why you think that I would do it for free for the company. And the fact that you expect me to use my free time to work on this video instead of work hours to do it. I was just like, there's zero chance that this is happening. So I was also at a period of my life where my team was a lot and there was a lot of change happening and there was still COVID and I was so stressed out of my wits. Like I'd go home and people would still be calling me and texting me and asking me all these questions. And I was like, in what world am I going to be spending what free time do I even have to be working on this video for work? And I also just really didn't want to, is the summary. Like I didn't even, it wasn't even, I didn't even have to like talk myself through it. I just did not want to do it. And I was like, you know what? The worst thing that can happen is that, you know, they'll be upset. And nobody has died until this day. Like, I don't even know if anybody remembered that I didn't do it or I decided to say no. Like they just found somebody else to do it in the end. But I know that if I had done it, I would have been very, very frustrated and irritated that I said yes, just because I was too like people pleasing. and I didn't want to say no. Nobody, I don't think anybody remembers that I decided not to do it. And to this day, like they kept, you know, people kept asking me to do video projects since then. Like that wasn't the first and the last time. Most of the time I say no. The one time I said yes, the video wasn't ended up, they didn't end up using it. So I ended up just wasting my time. But fortunately for me, I had learned a lot because that was this year. I was like, I'm in my new role or it's not new anymore. I guess I've been in it for over a year. And I really like my new role, a lot of peace of mind. So I was like, you know what? I can take on this extra project because I actually have time. And what a, wow, I actually have peace of mind. Like that's fucking wild. So I was working on the video project and I took time from work to work on it. Like I was like, hey, I need a day and a half to work on this video. Like I need to spend time in my apartment editing this video after I shoot it. And they gave, like, they let me. And I was like, this is what I want. Like, if I'm not going to get paid, which is fine, I want to at least be able to work from it, like, work on it in my work hours instead of take, having to use my weekend or something to work for it, for, to work for it. So I think the summary here is just to be, conf to be confident in just asking for what you want, especially in the workplace, because nobody's going to read your mind and nobody's going to be like, oh my God, this girl, like, or maybe some people are, but who cares about those people? Like, it's your life, literally. Why would you spend your life being miserable, doing things you don't want to do just because, like, you can't, you're too scared to say no to, or, like, you're too scared of what the other people would think? Oh, so that one time that she decided to not do the one, like, okay. Like, no, it's a matter of just doing the things you want to do and very clearly and politely of course like it's not like you're going around saying fuck these hoes and fuck these bitches like at least not to their face you know you say it in your in the in the privacy of your own house where no one can hear you and so <laughs> but like when you're like at work and you're trying to be you know you're trying to really draw clear boundaries and be like i do not want to do this and i it's not in my job description People respect you a lot more because they see that you like are somebody who values themselves. And when people when you give off the energy that you like, when you give off the energy that you you are not to be fucked with, people tend to not fuck with you. I like that. Did I did I make that? Is that a real quote? I have to go Google it so I can see if I can trademark that because that was good. Anyway, but yeah, people tend not to fuck with you if you are giving off like I don't want to be fucked with energy, and. That's the energy that I try to give off daily. So I'm like, if anybody knows me at work, because I'm hoping nobody from work is listening to this podcast. And if you are, sigh, I might have to quit. 
or I might get fired if somebody hears like, you know, things that they're not supposed to hear. But honestly, also, I don't care. Like, that's the point. Like, and I'm getting to some of my good news um, about more reasons why I don't actually care about speaking my mind about my, about like, not even about my job, but just about like my experiences working as an adult in the corporate world in my 20s and just being growing. It's honestly been a growing experience. Like the beginning was rough. And now I can only say positive things about my new department, my my team. Like I can talk really positively now about like how happy, how much happier I feel and lighter I feel. And people who knew me two years ago, and when I see those people now, they're like, oh, you look so happy. Like you look like you have a pep in your step. Like you look happy. And I'm like, and I am. And that's what makes me, I'm proud. So in terms of that journal entry, I'm very proud of myself because it's it's taking a long time to get here. It's taking it's taking a year like of my it's taking it me getting a whole new job and realizing that actually I'm actually a fucking great person and this you know working in this job for 2 years was what was making me feel miserable and having anxiety and waking up in the morning and feeling like my chest is like going to cave in. I was like this is not normal and that's why I started going to therapy because I was like you know I didn't used to feel like this before I started working. So what the hell is this? So what the hell is this feeling? And yeah, and I was able to get to get myself to a point where I am good again. Like I feel mentally okay. I still have therapy every month. And my therapist is like, I mean, my last session, she said that she was proud of me. And of course, I like almost cried because I was like, oh my God, you're proud of me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stop. Oh my God. Stop. But also thank you because I've, I've really tried to put in a lot of work this year. So thank you, doctor therapist who I won't name. And so, um, oh yeah. So that's that mostly with the confidence in your twenties part that I wanted to talk through because I, I really did feel it this morning. And I told myself that, you know, I was going to take nuggets and wisdom from the things that I hear and the things that I see and usually put it in my like, you know, podcast diary, because if I'm not actually going to write it out, because it's just, you know, too much energy to start trying to write down all these random thoughts I've had all day, I want to have like a collective space, which is this episode, to talk about all the things that I want to talk about for the day. So the next thing I want to talk about today was on hearing from my schools. So as I've talked about in the last few podcast episodes, I've just had a lot of like waiting like just a lot of like anxiety waiting for schools. And I was talking to my therapist about it yesterday as well. And I told her that I spent, I spent a good amount of time trying to get some new hobbies. So I started taking a dance class, which has been fucking scary because I'm scared of dancing. I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode or not, but I started taking a dance class. I skipped the last dance class though, because I was shy, but I was mostly just like too afraid to go because I started feeling very self-conscious. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm just not going to go. Um, but I'm going to try again tomorrow. Tomorrow is Wednesday. The classes are Wednesday. So we'll try and see. And hopefully I actually go and I don't flick out this time. Um, one of my friends, she said she will be there with me. So I'm like, okay, I feel a little bit more confident that someone I know will be there I don't know if I'm more confident or more shy that somebody I know that like somebody that I'm close to will be there and see me actually try to dance <laughs> okay anyway so I started taking up dance class and then I obviously started this podcast because I was tired of just like I wake up in the morning I don't know if I talked about this in the last episode but if I did just bear with me 
I wake up in the morning and then I first thing I do is look at my emails to see if anybody has sent me anything. And then I would like look on 10. Okay, I feel like I've had this conversation either with my therapist or with on this podcast. So either I do like a series of like looking at my emails and then checking Hinge or Bumble and then looking at my emails again some more during the day and then coming home and then watching rewatching One Piece over and over again. And just, I was like, this can't be life. Like I need to go do something with my life. So fortunately, since I've discovered or since I've had these hobbies, it's been a good wait. It's been a good, you know, four weeks of trying, of waiting for schools to get back to me. And today, oh my God, drum, drum, drum. I don't know if you can hear the drum rolls of my fingers. Um, but I got in to one of my programs. I, I, oots, baby, oots, baby, oots, baby. Yeah, baby, ooh. Um, so I got into Yale University um, with a full ride because, as I said, I do not even acknowledge the schools that will accept me without a full ride because I'm not paying to go to school. I've, I've worked too hard. I spent too much time and energy on, for the last four motherfucking years of my life preparing to go back to school and working this job and everything. Like, I've been doing it all to go back to school. And I'm like, honestly, that, as I look back at it now, I'm kind of sad that I lived my life just for this like for the four-year plan that I made, because I really did make like a big four-year plan of going back to school. Um, the first part of the plan was year one. Uh, actually, I'll go look at it into my phone. But yeah, let me pause for one second. Um, I actually am not pausing because I don't want to fuck up my audio even more. So it's just good to listen to me ramble until I find my notes in my notes app. All right, so I found it. So year one... It's literally called year one is new, year two, you redo, year three is poo-poo, and year four, we move. Woo! <laughs> I hate myself, but I also love myself. So year one is new is like, okay, so the job is brand new, and everything is always nice when it's new. And then year two, you basically just repeat year one. Like, you know, you have some experience from year one, but year two is like the first year, like in my case, it was like the first year I got a bonus the first year like that I you know moved out and of like my apartment situation that wasn't working out like it was like it was a chance to like really fix up all the mistakes I made in my first year and then year three was like my depression year which was last year or maybe this year I guess no it was like it was mostly last year into in before I like changed my job position it was mostly just like a depression year of like what am I doing with my life like, what am I, is this it? Like, is this, like, why did I make this four-year plan? Like, instead of just living, like, why did I do this? And then year four is going back to school year. We move. So I'm like, so that was like my whole four-year plan. And it was very detailed in more details about like, okay, so year one, this is the goals. Like year two, like I need to get this promotion get more money, this, this, this. Year three, I need to do this. Year four, I need to like, year three, I need to apply to this, you know, all my pre-MBA programs, which were actually really helpful. And they were the plug and the reason why I was able to get into Yale with a full ride scholarship. And if anybody here did took, has taken the GMAT or anything, I only got like a 690 on the GMAT. I never got above a 700. So it's 100% possible to get it. I'll talk about my GMAT story another time because that was another like anxiety ridden, riddled 
experience in my life that almost broke me and actually broke my skin into hives that I cannot get rid of forever till the end of my days. But yeah, that's definitely another a story for another day about why my skin hates me. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> Tears. Anyway, so yeah, so with that, like I, I really just, I was, I'm happy. Like, <laughs> I don't know what else to say because I, I do feel, I feel like there's a part of me that like I've wanted this for so long and oh yeah does it does it part of what I was part of what I was on my post-it note today was to talk about like this thing called like the personal legend that I heard I heard about it from the audiobook um the audiobook version of what's the name of that the alchemist so I saw I keep seeing it as like a book that everybody recommends to read and I actually don't read books because I feel sleepy once I open a book so I started listening to audiobooks so that I can still learn because I'm like podcasts and audiobooks are now like a major source of way that I, um, a major source of way. Is that, a, that's not a thing. Why am I so tired? Um, <laughs> the um, audiobooks and podcasts are now like a big source of how I consume information. So the summary is that I really liked The Alchemist and I really liked like some of the themes in The Alchemist about being a dreamer and pursuing your personal legend, which is basically like your everybody is, or I don't know if this is an exact quote of the book, but I'm paraphrasing. So like everybody is born with a personal legend. Like everybody is born to find the thing that they're passionate about or to find the things that they're passionate about. Like you can't, like I talked about it slightly in the last episode, but like maybe you're destined to do like five different things or like 10 different things or like, or like you're destined to like, there's a lot of, destinies and there's a lot of like ways to find your personal legend and like chasing your dreams and different things like that the issue is when you start when you like decide not to chase your dreams and you actively decide like hey I give up like I'm literally just going to settle for being miserable that's when life becomes terrible and I, I think when I listened to that book like it really made me there were a lot of themes that I got from it and I actually linked it to one piece the anime that I love so much that I don't know if I've mentioned or if I mentioned it in the last episode. I feel like I talked to my therapist about it. So now I'm getting confused about whether I talked to her or I talked in the podcast. But either way, I'll say it again if I have already said it before. But I fucking love One Piece. And I feel like the reason why I love One Piece, the, mo the, like, the biggest reason why I love One Piece is because it's just about chasing the dream. Like Luffy just wants to become the king of the pirates. You know, Zoro wants to become the, go the greatest swordsman. Like, Sanji wants to find the all blue. Nami wants to make the, big the map of the world. Like, everybody on the team has a... They, they have a dream that they're chasing. And they've been chasing it for as long as I've been born. Literally. And so it's so beautiful. Like, honestly, it's about... Like, I feel like I relate more to the chasing of the dream. I feel like I'm, I get more depressed once I'm closer to the end. Because it's like, okay, so now the dream is ending. So, like, what am I going to do now? Like, my whole life has been, or not whole life, but my last four years has been me trying to get this MBA. And now that I'm almost there, like, I feel like in the last four weeks, the main reason why I was feeling so anxious about everything, about life, and, like, all this random free time that I had, I was like, oh, so what am I supposed to do now? Like, now that I'm, like, so close to this dream and I've, you know, I've made it through my four-year plan, I've, you know endured things at my job that I honestly quite should have I should have just left I shouldn't have sat there and like waited for you know someone to save me 
because in the end, no one saved me. Like I had to save myself. And if only I had saved myself sooner, I wouldn't have been in the state of like anxiety riddled, uh, quasi, I mean, not actual depression, but slight depression phase that I was at last year. Like if only I didn't wait for my life to start, like what a concept, but also I wouldn't take anything away from this journey because at the end of the day, like my dream is to make movies. That is still my dream. And it's been the same dream that I've had for a really long time since I was probably like 12. It's been a long time. And I'm like, it's still the same dream that I have. And I'm like, it might take a long time to get there because I'm like, I want to make movies, but I also don't want to be poor. Like I want money. Like I want to, (laughs) like, I'm trying to be real. Like I can't be a woman who is living by myself and who is, you know, black and has no family and like I can't be this person bad bitch that I want to be if I don't have any money to pay to support my life like I I, like I need I want to be able to have a comfortable and good life and I know that I can if I pursue an MBA and then try and use that to make my pivot into entertainment so that was like the whole reason why I've, I like went on this path of like, okay, so we're going to go get an MBA because this is the best way to like still have like a reasonable income and be in the industry I want to be in and ultimately get closer to being financially stable and financially secure. To like, I feel like at the end of the day, like I make all these plans because I'm so scared to like make a leap. Like I'm scared to like just be like, I'm just going to quit my job and become a film producer because I will literally not survive. Like, I I feel like the anxiety will eat me up because I don't know where my money is going to come from. I don't know where my bills are going to be. Like, I don't know any of that. And I feel so like, because I don't have anything to anyone to fall back on in terms of like, my parents don't live in the US. Like, it's not like I can just be like, oh, I'm just going to stay with them for some months or like, it's just like I'm on my own. And it's very much a... I have to make sure that I'm fine because no one else will. And now I'm going, I've gone down all these like four year plans and I keep making all these plans and I'm just like, I really want to just make sure that I'm okay and make sure that I'm still, I'm okay. Yes. But like, I'm still chasing my personal legend. Like I'm still trying to like hold on to this dream that I've had for a really long time. Because honestly, if I don't have this dream, what do I have? Like I have to think about it from a, really holistic and it kind of sounds sad almost when I think about it in that perspective and I didn't mean to for this podcast episode to get so randomly dark after (laughs) to get so randomly dark after like you know because I'm like I'm super excited like I'm so happy that I got in and I got in with the full ride because this is what I want and I'm like I still have several schools to hear from to see you know if I get more offers and hopefully I do so I can have options but either way I'm still fucking excited but I'm just like also terrified about the idea of now what do I have? Like once I've achieved this dream, like now I actually have to go and make it happen. Like I have to go to school and actually decide to like go into entertainment and hopefully get hired. Like now I have to like do real life, like actually live for myself. Like there's no more plan. Like there is no more plan after, after now. Like this four year plan was like the last major like plan in my life. So I'm like, okay, no. So now for the rest of my life, I'm just living on the day, on the day to day. What is this? What is this? Like, I'm like a serial planner. Like, I don't know what to do with 
just having to live day to day with not having like a, okay, this is what we're going to do this year, the next year. Like, I don't know what to do. And so, I don't know. It's a random, I guess it's a random thing or a way that my brain works. But now I'm just very much in this, like, what am I actually going to do once I get there? Like, once I get into school, like, am I actually going to get the job I want? Like, I have all these anxieties now about, like, so now that I've tricked them, it's not, it's an imposter syndrome thing, I guess. But it's like, now that I've, you know, I haven't tricked them because actually I didn't trick them. That's it. I need to, like, beat myself up in the, like, I'll go, I'll go into the shower after this and I'm going to beat myself. I'm going to have a fight. I'm going to have a fight with myself. And so, (laughs) because I said that. But I'm just like, what? Like, no, no, no. I did not trick them. Definitely not. I definitely spent years of my life, broke out into hives just so that I could finally get, just so that I could get this. So I know I gave literally everything I had into this process. So I 100% know that I deserved getting into Yale with the full ride. So I need to make sure that I enjoy it because I I feel like I'm spending some time being like, oh my God, like maybe I tricked them. And, and uh, so now that I've tricked them into getting into getting me in, like, can I trick somebody into hiring me? But I'm like, I don't need to trick anybody because I am that bitch. And that's exactly what I started talking about with the confidence. Like, why am I all of a sudden, I think it's because it's almost time for me to sleep. And now I'm going into like a more like um, anxiety riddled phase before I sleep. It's also probably because I drank caffeine today because I got myself like, a caffeinated beverage as a reward for getting in getting in because I was like I really wanted it and I had been telling myself no because yeah I just was I was like I'm on a budget and I've been on a budget for the last three motherfucking years because I've been saving for school that now it seems like I don't need to save for anymore so I'm just like because full ride so I was like okay we're getting that coffee no guilt and so yeah ultimately I feel free and I'm like I don't know what to do with it the freedom is scary in my head because I'm like I mean the journey is literally just beginning because this is as far as I've planned for in my life and now I'm just like okay now I actually have to live I don't know what to do with that I don't know what to do with that like I'm like I just I'm trying so hard to hold on to my dream because I'm like if I don't hold on to it I think I'll just end up being like a super depressed and miserable person because like, I just have nothing to look forward to. I mean, that's kind of depressing if I, if, as I think about it even more. But it's like, I mean, I have my friends and I have like the day-to-day things and maybe trips here and there. But like an overarching thing that like keeps me grounded is the dream. If I don't have this dream of like wanting to make movies or if I actually start making movies and I realize that I hate it, which is something that I, as another spiral that I will not go on right now because I'm like, oh no, what if I actually go into it and I realize I actually hate it? And I'm like, okay, so that means I've spent my whole life chasing something that is something I hate. What? And so anyway, but you never know until you try. So I'm like, as much as I'm here being like, oh no, like what if I go do something that I hate or, oh wow, like maybe, or maybe this or maybe that, I would never know. Like you would never know. Like there was a quote in in the Alchemist that I really liked actually, or not a quote, but still paraphrasing. I wrote it in my journal because I couldn't remember where exactly to find it in the book. Because I, I borrowed the book from the library, the audiobook from the library. So I had to return it recently. It's also a hack, you know, as part of like a, if you have a library and you like to listen to audiobooks or even read books, um, go to the library. It's free. It's free. But that's just it, me, you know, 
that's how I live. You know, I'm, I'm a very financially conscious girl. And so, yeah. Anyway, let's see. Um, so the paraphrasing was, um, or paraphrase quote that I had was, um, when you pursue your personal legend, all the omens of the world conspire to help you achieve it. So for me, that really meant that, oh, I actually did see that a lot this year. Like this year when I was really honest and I was really putting like my honest, true self out there, like through this program I was in, through like the whole application process of being like, this is actually exactly what I want. Like I want to go into entertainment. I want to, you know, switch industries. I want to go back to school. I want, even when I said, like I manifested, like I said, I wanted to get a, a remote job. Um, briefly, I got like a, I got an interview for a remote job. And then eventually when I got the, when I like, you know, I went through the whole interview process and I didn't eventually get the role. That was like on Friday. They told me that I, I, didn't, I didn't get it. It was like a remote position within my company. They told me I didn't get it. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. Like, I've just reached this point of Zen that I have thought, like, I never would have thought that I reached, like, at work or just with some some specific, like, you trying to manifest things in your life or, like, you know, God trying to provide things, you know, trying to, like, you put it out into the world that this is what I want. And all of a sudden, things start to come to you and you're like, oh, my God, like, what? Like, and even if, yes, like, I didn't actually get the remote job in the end, but it's what I said I wanted. Like I said, I wanted a remote job. And then all of a sudden an interview came to me and I didn't even ask for it. It was just like, hey, hey, we have something and we think you'd be good for it. And it's all back to the, you being extremely confident and people just admiring it. And that was what I did. Cause I was like, I mean, when I first started my new position, I didn't know shit about shit, but I was very confident, but I was very confident. And I spent a lot of my time being like, hey, I actually don't know anything. And I'm, you can't, you can't even make me feel bad about it. Like, I'll, I'll go and learn, but, like, okay, I don't know how crazy, but, like, I'll go learn. Like, it's not, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, twirl my, twirl my, twirl my hair and feel like, oh, like, you know, I guess, like, I haven't been here long enough. There's nothing I can do. It's like, no, like, I haven't been here long enough, but, like, let's figure out what the problem is. And even if I can't figure it out, like, I'm going to try and make, like, as many connections as I can in this role so that at least, you know, if I ever need anyone or if anybody ever needs me, like it's a symbiotic relationship because there's like a, an unspoken rule that I've learned and I work or maybe my mom subconsciously taught me in her corporate life. But it's very much like if people don't like you, they don't want to work with you. Like they will, they will not try and make your life easier, especially not at work. If you don't make yourself a, like not, not make yourself likable because I feel like I've made myself like unlikable to some, like I'm not a people pleaser at all. I will, I will say no to you a million times before I say yes, if it's something that I really don't want to do. But I'm very much a, like, I can see the value of having a good relationship with your team. And I try my best to like do things that would make other people happy, but that also make me happy. I like, I don't know, like I try and look for like very, like opportunities to create a symbiotic relationship between me and my coworkers. So whether it's like, you know, getting them a coffee randomly or like randomly just sitting and having a conversation with them about their lives or like their kids or like just remembering details about people. Like it changes everything. It changes like, oh, wow, like you remember, you care, like 
wow, all of a sudden they want to help you when you need help. All of a sudden, like when you ask a question that seems dumb, it doesn't sound that dumb because you care about them and you ask them about their kids, you know, health issues that they were having. Like, and I see that so much. Like for me, it's like I, I would even on my perspective, like I don't want to help someone who I've never spoken to before that's just bringing more work and dropping it on my lap. Like I don't want to. That's just facts. Like why would I want to do more work? when I could just not do more work. If I don't have to do this thing, I just will not do it. That's like my, my, my thing. But if we've already cultivated a relationship and this is something that's out, you know, outside of my scope, but I know I could still do it to make your life easier, then yeah, I would do it to make your life easier because we've built this relationship and I actually care about you as a human being. So I want to make your life easier. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but that's how I approach just being like a really confident, but also like genuine person at work so that all of a sudden, like things that you just, you know, put out into the universe, like all of a sudden people are like sending you job opportunities and being like, hey, I think you'd like this. Like, not that you're not good at your job, but like because you're good at your job, I think you'd really like this looking or like, and then people are sending you interviews left and right about positions that you actually like. And it's like crazy. Wow. That's what a concept. So it was definitely, I definitely learned a lot with just putting that out there. Even if I didn't get the remote job, like I was re I was fine with it because in the end, I'm going back to school. Like literally last Friday, they told me I wasn't going to get it. Today, now Yale has given me a full ride and I'm like, okay. So now I'm like, I can definitely quit my job at any point in the next, you know, few months. And that would be that. But I don't want to quit my job at least till summer. So, or earlier. We'll see. We'll see what my life looks like next year. Or at least until my lease ends in my apartment. So, yeah, we'll see. So I'm very much like, I'm at this phase in, in my journey where I'm trying not so hard to think about the future. And I really just want to live, even if I don't know what to do every day. Like, I don't have like a big overarching plan anymore. But I, I don't know if that's, I feel like that might be a good thing. Like, you know, it gives me more room to be spontaneous and to do things that I don't usually do and to not feel guilty about it for once and just live. So, yeah, very interesting. Ah, all in all, that is all I have to say. It's an exciting episode. I mean, I think at least I hope you were excited by it because, I mean, I was really happy when I got back from work and then I don't know why I got down this like super depressing path of, uh, of of remembering my two years ago anxiety and all of that like I don't know wh how I got to this point but other mostly I'm really happy today has been a great day and I wanted to make sure that I recorded myself you know from today so that I can really make sure I, I appreciate this feeling of knowing that I could get in into an Ivy League like knowing that I was able to do this shit like when I was in Nigeria like I was I would have given like my soul not really not my soul but I would have given like my kidneys and, <laughs> and my lung and one lung and maybe like, you know, one ear so that I could maybe get into an Ivy League because I was like, this is the only way I could be successful in life. But as I talked about in my last episode, since I moved to the U.S. and I've realized that there's five million and one ways to be successful without a degree. Now I'm like, oh, so an Ivy League is just it's good. I mean, of course, but like I'm also not trying to be in debt because debt is the silent killer and yeah, it's just like at the end of the day, like if you're in debt, like you, you don't even have the space to be thinking about 
what you want to do with your future. You don't even have the space to be like, oh, I want to be spontaneous because you're like, you're just living on the, on the fear of I need to pay off my debt. I need to pay off my debt. Like there's no, you just don't have that like peace. You can't have peace of mind if you're just worried about your money all the time, which is why I've spent so much time mastering my money in the last few years and being, you know, almost unhealthily obsessed with every penny that I have just to make sure like I, I'm like, oh, is it going to the right place or the right investment? Or like, am I doing the right thing? Am I saving enough for school? And now, I mean, I've saved enough so that I can at least live for two years without having to work, which is fucking good, which is good. So I'm like, I could quit my job tomorrow, actually. But I won't do it. But I won't do it because <laughs> I still have this fucking lease for another six months. But that's honestly an excuse. I really could quit like in March and just travel the world. And I've, I've really been thinking about it because before my excuse was like, okay, I need money because I actually don't know if I'm going to get a full ride, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm like, hmm, actually, yeah. I mean, if none of my other schools give me a full ride, I have Yale and Yale is great. And I want to go to, like, I, I've I spent so much time researching more of their program today because I already researched a program when I applied. It's a good program. My only, like, con, I guess, with going to Yale was it being in Connecticut because I don't know anything about Connecticut. And I was like, oh, I want to go into entertainment, so I would like to be more in New York or, like, L.A. And Connecticut is, like, two hours away from New York. But I was like, that's going to be moving, living far away again and far from, like, the areas where everything is happening. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that, but also, okay, like, I don't know. Anyway, so those are some other spirals. But I'm like, overarchingly, like, I need to stop because I got into Yale with the full ride. Like, I need to stop trying to like dive into all the details right now and just be happy today. Tomorrow, I can start trying to figure out all the details. Today, I should just be happy. Today, I should just be happy. So yeah, that's, I think that's fair. That's fair for sure. And I, I'm like, no matter what, it wasn't, it was all worthwhile. I'm just happy that you know, the decision I made four years ago when I decided that I was going to go get my, M my MBA when I was still in school, when I was still in my senior year of school. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do next because this is what can get me closer to my dream. Because as I said, like I minored in film and I made like some short film in school, but my, my undergrad wasn't like a film school or anything. And it wasn't a, like, there wasn't a lot of money invested into our film program. And quite honestly, like I was still super worried about like, I, like I was like there's no way I can go do this after college like I'm not going to make a living which is why I did engineering because I was like I need money so I need to live I need cash I want to travel like I don't want to depend on my parents like we've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes but I just I needed to be free and engineering was the path financially and now that I've crossed over that threshold the MBA is my next path to try and be in the industry that I want to be in and also have money and also have money so yeah so there's a lot of thinking and thoughts and brain brain and brain and brain brain and brain and brain anyway it's obviously getting to sleepy time because now i'm rambling and i don't even know where my thoughts are going but yeah so i'll close things up by reaffirming or reaffirming my love for one piece and how sanji is the love of my life and i can't wait for them to bring this the season two live action because I just love One Piece so much. Like I've watched like all 1,087 
plus and going and and still ongoing episodes like i have rewatched i am currently rewatching it again and i think i'm on like episode 400 and something again but i'm also still watching it every week like as it comes out because i just love the show so much like i don't know it's something it's still the thing about you chasing your dreams and trying to to like never give up on the dream because that just appeals to me so much because that's literally how my brain works because i've had this dream forever and it has been the thing that has kept me grounded all of my life. And the thing that has been like my rock, my bedrock of like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to make it happen. I moved all the way from Nigeria to make it happen. Like this is the dream and I will do it. And I have confidence in myself. Just like all the characters in One Piece have confidence in themselves and how Luffy believes that he will find the One Piece. Like, I don't know if I'll ever find my One Piece, but like, I definitely want to keep going because hashtag the journey. It's all about the journey and all about the plot. And that's also, I feel like, why I feel I have this overinflated ego and why I think I'm a star. Not think, actually. I need to correct myself. I am a star. So just because the world doesn't know I'm a star does not mean that I'm not. It does not mean that I'm not. So it's very much like I, I am in my head, like just a character in my own story. And I fully intend to have the best fucking plot there is. I want to be 90, or I said 90, oh, I say 90 now, but the last time I said 80, I want to be 90 years old in the club, dancing with some hot guy, and, you know, as I draw my last breath, you know, I fall on the ground after twerking and breaking my knees, and as I breathe my last breath, I will say that I had a good motherfucking life, and, <laughs> and that would be it. So with that, peace out. It's been a ride. Thank you for listening. This podcast is edited by the team at 703WF. So follow them if you need any help or if you're looking for any, you know, podcast editing or video editing support in your future. I would definitely recommend the team at 703WF. You can follow them at 703WF on Instagram or visit their website 703WF.com. Thank you, and I will see you next week.